Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at LAist.com slash sweeps. LAist Studios. Today on the LA Report, during the pandemic, renters who could not afford to pay rent were protected against eviction, and landlords couldn't raise rents. All of that ended today. Storm number one in a series of two is moving on. Storm number two, his bigger brother, shows up Sunday night. And we continue the LAist investigation into the way health clinics at the University of California and California State University tell students that abortion pills are available. Some barely mention it. It's Thursday, February 1st. I'm Nick Roman. This is the LA Report from LAist 89.3. For nearly four years, an L.A. City pandemic protection has kept rents frozen for most apartments. But as of today, landlords in Los Angeles can raise the rent again. Four percent for most apartments. Fred Sutton with the California Apartment Association says a four percent rent hike is not too much to ask. Four percent when there's been four years of no rent increases, that's one percent per year. In no world is that outrageous. It's outrageous that people are upset about it. But consider this. LAist housing reporter David Wagner says census data shows 54 percent of L.A. County tenants are already paying rents considered unaffordable by federal standards. Researchers put out a study this week breaking that down by different groups in L.A. They found that more than a third of black renters are putting more than half their paycheck just toward rent. And, you know, for people in that category, even small rent hikes could mean less money for food, health care, and other necessities. LAist housing reporter David Wagner. Also today, rent that went unpaid in Los Angeles during the pandemic is due. Don't pay and you risk eviction. There is a City of L.A. rent relief program, but applicants who haven't been approved are not protected from eviction while they wait for an answer. Rose Cerna in Highland Park is $4,000 behind on her rent. She applied for rent relief from that program, but her application is still in limbo. I was trying to do everything the way they were telling us to do, applying for everything. I guess it wasn't okay to follow their advice because now it's just like the rug is being pulled from under us. The city of L.A. has distributed about a third of the $30 million available for rent relief. $30 million, though, still isn't nearly enough to help all those who applied. Well, now let's talk about the weather. The heaviest rain has moved on, at least from this storm. There are still a flood watch and a wind advisory in effect for Orange County and the Inland Empire through tomorrow morning, plus a winter storm warning for the local mountains. 
We'll get maybe a little bit of rain tomorrow, sunny on Saturday, and then storm number two comes in on Sunday. Here's L.A. science reporter Jacob Margolis. The models are saying maybe up to like eight plus inches on some south facing slopes. So that'd be the Santa Monica, Santa Barbara areas, places like that um, between Sunday and Tuesday. And the storm could stretch on. So people should really ready for some really serious, heavy, sustained rain over multiple days. And we're going to be driving on wet streets and freeways for another week or so. LA's reporter McKenna Sievertson has a few reminders for staying safe. Have you checked your tires lately? You should be doing this regularly, no matter what the weather. But you want to make sure they're inflated enough and the treads are in good shape. You'll also want to see if your wiper blades are working well. Those typically go bad at least once a year. And if your wipers are on, your headlights should be too. It's state law. And of course, slow down. We want you listening to the L.A. Report for many days to come. When we come back, more from a special L.A.ist investigation into student health clinics at the university and California State University campuses and what they tell students about abortion medication. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis. Or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. This is the L.A. Report. I'm Nick Roman. A state law that took effect a year ago says the University of California and the California State University have to provide medication abortions for students. An L.A.ist investigation has found a patchwork of approaches in the way UC and Cal State campus health centers let students know that abortion pills are available. Our story from L.A.ist higher education correspondent Adolfo Guzman-Lopez. The law says that abortion pills can help students reach their educational goals. Advocates say access to that service is undermined when students don't know it's available. Cal Poly Pomona professor Shada Kafai remembers looking for the information on her campus health center website. When I went to the web, just the web page, I didn't find it. An LAist review of all UC and Cal State Student Health Center websites revealed some did not say abortion pills are available, while others did and included robust details. Cal Poly Pomona does include the information three clicks from the main page. Kafai says it should be easier. When you're in a state of panic and anxiety and trauma, it's incredibly hard to navigate a web page, especially on your own. So some students may give up. Rita O'Neill is director of Cal Poly Pomona's Student Health Center. She's open to making improvements. Outreach is important, she said, and she and her staff are doing it through smaller settings like the Women's Center and other groups. We find that generally with our um, outreach efforts is that the more intimate, safe space that you can create, the more impact that you can have for students. 
Why does getting the information out matter? There appears to be a gap between student demand for medication abortions and the number of medication abortions students may be getting. I think there are many, many more that are having abortions and getting it done other places. That's Susan Flaming Yates. She's the director of the Student Health Center at Cal State Dominguez Hills. A 2018 study of UC and Cal State campuses estimated that 12 students sought medication abortion per month at Dominguez Hills. She says her center has provided just half that number in the last year. She says she plans to work with the university's deans so the information trickles down to faculty and students. It's just going to be continuing to kind of shout about what we offer and and let them know that we're here. Let them know that, you know, this is going to cost them way, way less money. $10 on this campus compared to up to $600 at some abortion clinics off campus. Medication abortion is free at some of these universities. The power to communicate to everyone on campus lies with top university officials. Paula Tavro is a public health professor at UCLA. She remembers the early months of the pandemic when universities sent all kinds of emails about COVID. Why couldn't a similar email go out every year about um, Section Reproductive Health Services. Diana Venegas was a student at Cal State Northridge two years before abortion pills became available on our campus. My abortion is the reason I've suppressed all my goals and have all the opportunities I have now. Venegas said they had no support while looking for medication abortion, and Venegas's tight budget made it a stressful experience. I know that SB 24 would have eliminated so many barriers in my experience, and I really love and champion abortion, as it's just an act of self-love and self-sovereignty. Venegas now volunteers for the Los Angeles Abortion Support Collective, helping people before, during, and after abortions. For LAS 89.3, I'm Adolfo Guzman Lopez. Thanks for listening to the LA Report. I'm Nick Roman. Be sure to listen again tomorrow morning when Suzanne Watley brings you the LA Report AM edition. The LA Report is produced by Libby Rainey and Tiffany Uchiie. Megan Garvey is the executive editor. Catherine Mailhouse is the director of content development. Our engineer, Tui Mao. Original music by Scott Kelly. You can read more about this evening's stories at LAist.com. You can also listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. You know, listeners like you help make the LA Report possible, so please donate at LAist.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.